This is What the Peeve, a show that explores the funny, <laughs> strange, and serious pet peeves that people have. Agree or not, our unapologetic podcast is on a mission to make people less shitty to one another. We're finding a way to make the world a better place, fixing one pet peeve at a time. I'm your host, Brittany Wien. And I'll just yell at him. I'm like, what? What are you saying to me? Oh, is this what we teach kids nowadays to break up through text messages and Facebook? I think there's something to be said for inconsideration of someone's feelings. I just want to know. I don't like to be blindsided. Which for me is like almost every day, everywhere I go, because we did everything in the city together. So everywhere there's some kind of fucking memory. Today, we're talking about being in a relationship. It might be weird that we're doing an episode about relationships, because aren't we technically supposed to be happy when we're in one, and that there's possibly nothing we could hate? Well, in my vast relationship experience, and when I say experience, I mean I've only dated two people, but some of the things that are my pet peeves are, one, them staring at their phone all the time. I know we're comfortable with each other, I know that we can be with each other and just sit in silence. But that doesn't mean that you can stare at your phone all the freaking time when we're together. Two, expect me to read your mind and know everything that's going on. I won't know everything that's going on if you do not tell me. Lastly, taking me for granted. I think that one's self-explanatory. Anyways, there's nothing romantic about this episode. We're mostly talking about the parts leading up to the end of a relationship. Up first, we have Matthew, and his story is not an ideal breakup situation anyone should be in. So, like, I guess in terms of relationships, so I'm very single, so if anyone wants to, you know, hit me up, feel free. So I'm at that stage right now where I'm just kind of looking for a relationship. I've been single now for, I want to say almost four years, and I... The relationship before this was like for five years. Was it all good? And then at the end, it kind of like fizzled out. Was there like some tension or something like that? Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So definitely not all good. So I had actually met um, this person like just at a random like game night event for gay people, basically. And we met. I didn't know he was with someone and we hung out. And then eventually I found out that he was dating somebody. And so that was like the first interaction with him. And then it was, oh, okay, well, we're actually in an open relationship. And so, like, we kind of started to investigate, like, what that relationship between him and I was like. Um, Eventually, that whole relationship kind of went back and forth because he decided to break up with his boyfriend. Then he kind of got with me. But then he was like, oh, no, I can't break up with my boyfriend. We were together for, like, eight, nine years. And so it kind of went back and forth throughout the whole five years that we were together. So that was kind of like what the relationship was like at the end of it the way it fizzled out is that we were actually planning on moving in together so we were looking for places and I was with our real estate agent looking at a place and we were waiting on him to get there I get a text from him telling me to read my Facebook messages and all he said was read your Facebook messages I'm sorry and so he had actually written me this huge paragraph on Facebook saying that he was breaking up with me and he was sorry and he thought he could go through with this, but he couldn't. What terrible timing, first of all. And what a terrible way just to break up with someone. I'm like, why do we, with this like digital age, why do we result in 
basically text messages and Facebook messengers to break up with someone who you've been together for five years. I'm just yeah. saying it's and worth a talk. I was waiting for him with our real estate agent and I was just so surprised that he would go through with that and not just be kind of like show up to it or something like that or tell me before like meeting with him. I think just kind of like knowing him as a person, it was kind of shocking because he, you know, he was five years older than me. So he was like in his thirties. Um, he was a teacher and I was like, oh, is this what we teach kids nowadays to break up through text messages and Facebook? So I was definitely angry. I just remember seeing the text message and telling my real estate agents, I just need to use the restroom for a second, going to check out the bathroom and like, like opening the Facebook message, reading the first couple of sentences and being like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this is happening. Like composing myself and going out there. And I was like, hey, we actually need to look for a one bedroom apartment now. Oh my goodness. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, and she was like, let me see if I can get something done. And I guess like along with your relationship, you said like he was like a little bit back and forth a lot. Yeah. I think that's like a, one of those pet peeves for me for like dating per se. It's like, do you want to be in a relationship or not that back and forth? And that was, I think one of the biggest things I disliked about him or maybe even hated about him was that kind of like back and forth. Um, like I was very much like, Hey, I want to live with you. Let's do that. And He'd be like, oh, sure, like, let's go ahead and do that. Like later on in the email, he said that he kept on pushing himself to do these things. So like either moving in with me or like going out for a one year anniversary, things like that, because he thought it would make me happy. And therefore he was like trying to convince himself to do something. And I was just like, that doesn't make sense. Like if you want something, tell me if you don't like something, tell me I'm not the type of person that like gets mad if you don't agree with me. I just want to know. I don't like to be blindsided. And that was always I think an issue is that there was often times where I get blindsided. And it's like extremely confusing when you're basically in a relationship with someone and you can be vulnerable and say like, hey, I don't like this. Can we do something else? Can we open communication, vulnerability? You can say what you like and don't like. Yeah, exactly. Like I've always like told myself that a relationship is opening yourself up to the degree that you can actually get hurt. You know, like if you're really in a relationship, you've opened your like your heart up to be hurt, but you believe that the person that you're opening your heart up to won't actually hurt you. I think from that we can learn that first, you should not agree to get a place with your significant other if you're not ready. It's going to be hella awkward when you live together and hella awkward when you break up. Secondly, you do not break up with someone over Facebook Messenger Instagram, text message, online in general. You should do it in person because that is what the person at least deserves. Side note, Matthew is currently single, so if anyone's interested, feel free to send us a message. Next, we have Sophie. This is a little different as Sophie is currently in a relationship with her current boyfriend that she's talking about. She's here to talk about the little annoying things that her partner does on a day-to-day basis. He brought all of them along with him for the relationship. I was lucky that I knew that they were there already, but when we live together now, and so that kind of translates into they're really amplified, and now I get to deal with them every single day of my life, which can kind of drive me insane. But at the same time, it was it like I knew they were there. Does he is he aware of them yeah. at all? Okay, one hundred percent because I make him aware of them. Okay. <laughs> so what are the, some of the things that he does? So the biggest one is that he's a mumbler. Him and I will be having a conversation, and he'll turn away from me and say something really quietly, and won't 
like turn back around or anything. He won't face me. And I'll just yell at him. I'm like, what? What are you saying to me? And he'll like whip his head around. He's like, I, I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're getting mad about this. I'm like, I can't hear anything you're saying, man. Like this, this isn't my fault. It's, <laughs> you're being frustrating because I can't hear you at all. And then you get annoyed with me when I get annoyed with you for not speaking up. It's one of those things that, you know, I haven't really learned how to deal with my own anger around it. Mm -hmm. So I just get really frustrated because he does it so much and I'm on his ass about it all the time, but he still does it so, so much. Okay. What else does he do? Him and I will have a conversation and he gets bored of things super, super easily, which I mean, like everyone gets bored of certain conversations, but it seems that he just gets bored of talking to me sometimes. And so he'll completely zone out of our conversation in the middle of me talking. Like his eyes will kind of just go all glassy and cloudy and he'll look into the distance. I could start talking about something completely different and he won't even notice. And then he'll kind of like come back in. He's like, what? It's so frustrating sometimes because I'll be telling him something serious or important or I'll be telling him how I feel about something and he's clearly not listening to me, which is awful. So he does that even when you have serious conversations. Oh, that's what happens the most, honestly, is when it's a serious topic is he just is so disinterested in listening to how I feel about something, which is horrible. That is terrible. <laughs> that is absolutely horrible. <laughs> like, shouldn't you be con be concerned? A hundred, like, yeah, I should. What, what, is, what is going through his mind? I think he just doesn't have the attention span to talk about feelings. He can't, he can't focus on it because he doesn't care and he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to deal with me when I'm upset or angry. He kind of just wants to back off or run away. So he just kind of zones out. I mean, okay, let's just clear this up a bit. It makes, this kind of makes you sound like a crazy girlfriend right now. Yeah, it's 100%. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a crazy girlfriend. Like, let's be real. But at the same time, I think that the issue here is that I have a lot of experience with communication and communication with my partners and he does not. Do you have any advice for couples out there who are in a relationship where one person has been in like, I guess, multiple relationships and are good mm -hmm. with communication versus someone who had only like, maybe it's their new relationship or only had like one or two? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like being very open with each other about what's going on. I feel like at the beginning of our relationship, we definitely weren't open about everything. Um, and we were kind of closed off from each other, especially in the communication department of feelings. And as like corny as it is, like talking about your feelings is really important and like being expressive and, um, saying not only the positive things, but also the negative things, the frustrating things, because fighting is like it, ends up helping your relationship like fighting is normal and getting through hard things is normal and no relationship is perfect and so kind of going through that stuff as long as you're working as a team that's what's really important if it's getting to the point where it's just like you're against each other instead of working together then that's when you kind of need to take a step back and you need to be able to look at it from a different point of view um and kind of see with each other like what could I be doing better um, and also keeping it like keeping in mind your partner's point of view is really important, in my opinion. Um, I'm pretty bad with that sometimes, like I'll admit. But he like as long as you're able to see it in the end um, and you're able to apologize to the other person, then that's what's really important in my opinion. I mean, I'm not a professional here. I might be giving really bad advice, but that, this is this is what I've found to work. So <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> 
Up next, we have Steph. And Steph has a lot to say about her breakup and the things that someone shouldn't do. So I'll let her do the talking. I think first I'd like to talk about my recent ex-boyfriend who didn't give a fuck about basically anything at the last month. It was actually, you know, my sister said something to me the other day and I think that it's really relevant and people should always keep this in mind. You can't figure out fucked up. And I think that over the past month, it's been about a month, I've had a lot of time to think and analyze and try and figure out, you know, what went wrong or what did I do or what did he do? And that's the only answer I have is it's just fucked up. So some backstory. Two months before we broke up, we were really in a good place. I thought we said, I love you. And we were all like happy. And the only issues we had was that I guess I didn't show enough affection. So God forbid, I didn't call him every night, which like I'm a busy person. And honestly, like I didn't think anything of it. I thought we were fine. And so he would get really upset. And I was like, okay, like fair. Like if you're that emotionally attached to me. Obviously, I can understand. Well, you are too. We're together, so I assume he was emotionally attached. I was super attached as well, and I felt really bad, actually, that like I wasn't calling him now for whatever. And so what I did was I actively started trying. We got in kind of a bit of a fight, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to lose him. And so I started calling every night. I started making an actual effort to know that he was loved and that he that I could be counted on in the relationship and then all of a sudden we hung out one night and everything was totally fine everything was good he left and I didn't realize that was going to be the last time I'd ever see him because then the next week he basically just stopped talking to me was there anything from that night that maybe gave you hints or clues to what happened the next week no he didn't really try. He basically stopped talking to me. I would, again, make all of the effort and try and get him to be like, hey, like, can we make plans? We would make plans and then he would cancel. And he's also a really busy person. So I understand that much. Like, it was just really awful, to be honest, to be told that he loves you and he wants you to show that he loves you and you don't show enough affection, but then to just totally drop off it was really confusing yeah like Um, I know you as a person is very busy in your work you have your own you're the CEO of your own startup like of course you have like crazy ass meetings and same with your ex who is a I guess a music producer who does sessions every night so you guys like have both very busy schedules and kind of know the workaholic I guess lifestyle we're definitely workaholics that's actually something that we had in common which is kind of funny but At the same time, I think there's something to be said for inconsideration of someone's time. I think there's something to be said for inconsideration of someone's feelings. And at the end of the day, like I'm a pretty straightforward person. And if you have an issue or if you're not feeling the relationship or whatever it was like and I'm still trying to figure out what it was Mm -hmm. don't feed me some bullshit about how you love me and you're gonna fall off the edge and you don't want to take me with you when I have a feeling that it probably wasn't all just that I feel like there was a lot of maybe built up tension that he wasn't telling me about because there was always some kind of wall Yeah, do you feel like some people in those kind of relationships say that 
oh, it's not me, it's you. It's like, I don't want you to, you know, I have a crazy life. I don't want you to be in it. Like, my life is chaotic. I just care about you too much as a person. I don't want you to be in it. And it's like, that kind of thing almost hurts a little bit more just because it's like you built this relationship with someone. I will go down this path because I'm emotionally attached to you. I love you. And it's like, it's harder on the other side to know that they're going down this path and you're not there to help them. And I've been trying to figure it out as well because like I know he had some things happen to him. I can see that he was hurting. And so I think maybe with someone like that, and I've had a lot of time to think about it, he might have to hit rock bottom on his own before he realizes how you need to treat people who are actually there for you in your life. Mm -hmm. But all I know for those who are listening is a few key takeaways from this very interesting relationship that I was a part of. Always remember why you were with them in the first place. I think people who break up with people and then talk about how much they hate them are just shielding themselves from what they're actually feeling. Number two, if you start getting sad, what I've found has been very helpful for me, and it's obviously breakups are not universal, but what I've found is if you think of something that makes you sad, which for me is like almost every day, everywhere I go, because we did everything in the city together. So everywhere there's some kind of fucking memory. But basically, if you just live in that moment, and you remember it in that grateful, happy state that it was, hap- that it was, and then take a breath and let it go. That's all you have to do. And yeah, and then I found that's been really um, healthy in dealing with it. Because why spread hate when you can just spread love and keep opening yourself to more possibilities and be excited about the possibility of it happening again with hopefully a less shitty human being. I think with breakups, I think it's like, it's still very possible to be civil with their ex. I said civil, not friends. (laughs) You know what? Okay. So I have a story about that too. Okay. Yeah. What is that? The other night, I thought I was a good enough place to text him So I thought, I'm going to text him this really nice note and just be like, hey, I know you're going through some shit. I'm here for you if you need me kind of thing. I think it's five days ago now. No response. Nothing. Ghosted. This has been the end of our episode. And thank you so much for listening. This has been What the Peeve and I'm your host, Brittany Ween. For all the latest updates, or if you want to be featured on our podcast, be sure to follow us and send us a little DM on Instagram at whatthepeeve underscore. Also, please support our podcast by subscribing and giving us a five-star review. Without you guys, there wouldn't be a show. Thanks again.